Hello listeners, welcome back to our podcast channel, Understanding Yourself. Our topic for today is about the elixir of life, pranayama, small investment, bounteous returns. Though there is immense information, discussions and lectures stressing on the need and importance of this life force, it is never really enough. Pranayama is a practice of directing the energy through the breath. It aims to control the breath to be deeper, slower and longer and thus extends and enhances life. Pranayama is so simple yet so very powerful but unfortunately very few practice it. This is mainly because Many of us are ignorant of the wonderful benefits of this simple act of breathing, which we anyway perform without awareness every moment of our lives. All we have to do now is just spare 10 to 20 minutes a day at any convenient time and perform the same act of breathing but with a little awareness. This is what pranayama is all about. Literally, the word prana means life force and ayama means regulating. Thus, the Sanskrit word prana is translated as the physical breath or vital force and at deeper levels refers to the energy of consciousness itself, the original creative power. Sri Dayamata, disciple and successor of Paramahamsa Yogananda, says, Pranayama is the bridge that one must pass over to get from physical consciousness to this divine awareness within. To explain further, the human body is covered by five koshas or sheets. Out of this, the second sheet, which is called the Pranamaya Kosha, is the sphere of our life energies and it is composed of the five pranas or vayus, the forces of air that is. They are prana, apana, udana, samana and vyana according to their movement and function. And the key to good health is to keep our pranas working in perfect harmony. The body and mind which are linked by the prana are purified by regulating the prana and the main method is the purification of the channels or the nadis through which the prana flows. Prana is distributed to every cell in the body through a complex system of 72,000 energy channels. Among these, there are three main ones that connect one to the physical two to the mental and the third one to the spiritual functions. As they are all closely connected, the unhindered flow of prana through all the three is very necessary for spiritual awakening. According to Sadhguru, if one takes care of his prana, there is no such thing as physical ailment and much less psychological imbalances or mental disturbances. Thus we see pranayama is a system of techniques used to harness and regulate 
the universal energy called prana. Now, we've all studied in schools that when we breathe in or inhale, the oxygen from the air outside enters our lungs, purifies the blood, and when we exhale, the impure air, rich in carbon dioxide, of course, which has been taken away from the blood is expelled. But this is just one part of the story. Actually, when we breathe in, there is another and more important activity that goes on. In addition to the oxygen, we also take in a lot of prana, that is the vital force which makes up the entire cosmos. Now, while in the normal breathing system, the oxygen gets diffused in the lungs, then gets into the bloodstream, and from there to the various cells, the prana takes a shortcut. It travels directly and reaches every cell in the body through a system of thousands of subtle nadis, which is actually tiny channels, energizing it and giving it the life force. Thus, nadis are the pathways and prana is the vital energy flowing through them. Wow, interesting. That means we have a double system of breathing. Exactly. But they are not a part of our physical body and hence cannot be seen even under a microscope. They are a part of our subtle energy bodies and can only be experienced. It is said we can live for many weeks without food for days without water, even for minutes without air, but not even a fraction of a second without prana. So what exactly are the benefits that we gain when we do pranayama? Immense benefits. When we learn and regularly practice pranayama, we begin to use the entire lungs. We can take in and expel seven times more air, oxygen and prana than our normal quota of 500 cubic centimeters that we do in a normal breathing. Oxygen is a great necessity, but prana is the best booster for our health. Thus in pranayama, we are literally taking in gallons of vitality and immunity and enriching our blood with life force. No virus can enter and expect to flourish. Yes, it's a great healer. Pranayama not only eliminates toxins from the body and blood, it also purifies the nervous system, making the mind alert and aids in digestion and sleep. It helps in curing asthma and other respiratory disorders and heats or cools the body as needed. It charges the body with extra energy, builds stamina, resistance, it can provide you with all the nourishment you need and reduce your dependence on food or medication. Now, this is only the physical benefit. Hmm. Your mental energy and state can also be boosted. We all know that breath reflects the condition of the mind. When a person is agitated, tense or angry, the breath is shorter, faster. When fear is present, the breath is heavy. When depressed or sad, the breath is a deep sigh. However, with the change in the breathing pattern, the mind can also be changed. The breath and mind are closely connected. 
That's why people tell you to hold your breath and count up to ten, up to ten, or take deep breaths right. whenever you're upset or angry. Pranayama can easily and effectively change an agitated and stressed out person to a more calm and composed one. It provides one with more mental strength and consequently he can face and tide over the challenges of life easily. It's one of the easiest and best tools to remove the negativity and increase the positivity in us. Now at the spiritual level, this practice will certainly hasten the, reala the realization of his divine nature since body, mind and spirit are an integral part of each other and closely interconnected. A very important thing, through prolonged practice of pranayama and meditation, you can become aware of that subtle flow of prana energy through the various nadis going to the different parts of your body. This pranic force or energy can then be directed mentally to any part of the body or even mind. And in this manner, one can, to an extent, reduce body aches and pains, tension, and at an advanced level, even minor illnesses or mental agitations. That was very interesting. Are there different types of pranayama exercises? And uh, what do you think is the best one? Yes, there are different types of pranayama exercises like uh, the Nadi Shodan, the Bhastrika, Kapalbhati, Brahmari and so on. All breathing exercises are useful, but the alternate nostril breathing, breathing sorry, that is Nadi Shodan is the most important mind, most important method for keeping our pranas or energies in balance. The mandatory need of the hour for every human being is pranayama. Any excuse, however valid it may seem, is unacceptable. We have to learn to prioritize and give pranayama the first priority. It alone brings harmony between the body, mind and spirit, thus making the body healthy, the mind clear and peaceful, and the spirit greatly empowered. It is a bountiful ocean of pure nectar from which each one of us can partake easily and freely. On the edifice of this basic strong foundation, we can achieve great heights. What more convincing does one need? Hello listeners, I am your host Jai Shri Ravi and welcome to today's podcast with Nirmala Raman. There has always been a shroud of mystery and tons of questions when we talk of Atma or Atman. What exactly is Atma? Does it refer to our soul? Is it present in every living creature? What's the ultimate purpose of the Atma? To find out, let's hear it all from Nirmala Raman. Atman is the universal spirit pervading everywhere and at all times. It is the superconscious, the awareness, the divinity, the Brahman or 
even the life principle it is also called as the god principle the energy or the force that enlivens us actually it's just the one true reality pervading everywhere but with a thousand different names now there are two aspects of atma the all pervading super conscious atma or atman is called the parmatma when a speck of this divinity it's also called as purusha embodies itself with matter matter is called as prakriti it enlivens the matter and gives rise to an individual that is you and me this individual is called as the jivatma that is the atma in in an individual is called a jivatma therefore you see every creation in this universe is made up of matter which is enlivened by a spark of the divine atma yes atma is present in all living and non living beings atmas present in the human beings to a more prominent degree it is present in the animal kingdom to a lesser degree and even at the animal unmanifested level at the mineral kingdom no atma is not the soul strictly speaking atma is a sanskrit terminology meaning the universal self identical with the eternal core of our personality this atma within us transmigrates after death along with our body along with our subtle body that is the mind and the intellect to a new life or if it is a self realized person this atma attains release from the bonds of existence attains moksha what they call it has no equivalent in english but for the purpose of convenience people call it a soul what was the next question so we want to know what is the ultimate purpose of the atma the ultimate purpose um why has prakriti evolved into various species of beings it is for the jivas to reap the fruit of their karmas and gradually evolve into perfection and become one with the divine that is why our lives have the atma within us so how and where does one find the atma find the atma how can we find something which we've not even lost 
All right. Supposing you are wearing a gold bracelet. The weather is very cold. So you have worn a full sleeved top and over that you've worn a full hand sweater, then perhaps a shawl too. Now suddenly you think you've lost your bracelet and start searching for it everywhere. Will you find it? No. What do you have to do to find it? I guess we just have to remove our sweater and roll up the sleeve of our uh, dress. Exactly. Similarly, the Atma is always there. It is there within us. You have just to remove the ignorance or the avidya that you have been feeding yourself all along. The ignorance that you are just this mere physical body with a name or a profession etc. This is a wrong identity. Remove this veil of ignorance. Your true divine self will automatically be relieved. But unfortunately, we all identify ourselves only with our superficial material self, that is the body, mind and intellect. We should realize that this wrong identification of ourselves, associating ourselves with the lower self, according to Dr. Wayne, uh, Wayne Dyer, he calls the lower self and the higher self. That is our material self as the lower self and our spiritual self as the higher self. We should realize that this wrong identification that we are just mere mortal individuals is the root cause of our sufferings. Only when we start slowly trying to understand and identify ourselves with our higher nature that is the divinity within us. When we detach ourselves from thinking that we are the material nature, which is anyway going to be only a, a temporary, a mortal nature, then automatically our own true essential nature as divinity will be rediscovered. We are all a spark of the divine says Dr. Radhakrishna. So many other sages and saints of your have emphasized this very statement and this should be explored and in earnestness and then our true selves, the real Atma within us, that we are a spark of the divine will be revealed. Is that clear? Oh, thank you. Thank you, Nirmala, for that wonderful enlightening talk about the Atman. I think this has quite dispelled many of our listeners' doubts and questions. Thank you. Thank you.